There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Glenn James here. I'm with... John Pigeon. And we are My Millennial Money Property. Now, shout out to Sean Wellman and the team at Wellman Financial. If you want to get a cracking mortgage broker who is a savvy property investor himself, someone who understands property, who lives and breathes it in every sense, be sure to reach out to Sean. You can go to wellmanfinance.com.au forward slash M3 and reach out to Sean there. He'll give you priority. He will have a chat with you and get you that delicious money. So he's got a vibe that he will educate you enough about a mortgage for you to make your own decision. And that's what we want in every area of our life. Thanks, Sean and the team from wellmanfinance.com.au forward slash M3 for partnering with us on My Millennial Money Property. Yep. Okay. Four keys to wealth, John. Number one, earn money. Earn money. There's no other way. I haven't seen it in my 42 years of existence. You need to earn money in order to live your life. It's a transactional way of uh, living basically. Yeah. Right. I was just going to say, but like- just make sure you as an individual, when you're earning money, you are getting what you can, the maximum that you can get in the market. Leads us to point two. Right. Now, I don't think enough Australians focus on this part and, and point two is add value. Add value in your workplace. So if you're an employee, I think you're looking at, well, how can I get the best out of myself in the hours that I work for this company. Or if you're self-employed, your own clients. How do you add value to your own clients? Correct. So we're um, over-exceeding people's expectations of what we're doing for them in, in any sense, basically. So I spoke to a group of year 12s a few weeks ago about this and we gave the example of, well, traditional work when we're um, 16 is work at McDonald's. So as a 16-year-old, how can I get paid more for the same hours that I'm going to be at McDonald's restaurant? The easiest job there is to sweep the floors and clean the toilets. Well, not the easiest, but that's the, the entry-level job, right? So how can we get ourselves to um, start serving clients, um, lock up, pay, um, do the pays, all those sort of things that comes with usually time in the company or um, maybe someone older or perceived to be older. So it's talking about, well, how can I add value in my workplace regardless of my age, regardless of how long I've been at the company so that people will appreciate what we do and they'll pick you up and, and drag them with you. And we do cover a lot of this stuff over on the My Millennial Money podcast, but in this instance, we really want you to be very focused if you do want to be that sophisticated property investor, more times than not, you've got a, a good paying job and you're engaged with what you do and mm. you have passion in what you do because more times than not, if you are a sophisticated property investor or an investor in general, 
you're going to have a well-paid job that you love doing and you're engaged in that and you love your life. Yep. It's not about I hate life, I've got this crap income, I want to buy property. It just rarely happens. No. And, and I think it's um, it becomes a motivator because we say, well, okay, I like the idea of, of buying my first investment property. So organically working back and, and looking at, well, I need 40 grand. How can I get 40 grand? Well, I've saved 10 grand. I need another 30. Uh, at this rate, it's going to take me six years. Right. Well, that's, that's too long. The market will steam ahead in front of me. So I need to fast track that. Now we're saying, well, step two on the wealth creation journey, or our four steps to um, to get wealth to get wealth through property, is add value in the workplace. Then that may actually mean working a few more hours. Um, I mean, that doesn't hurt anyone to do the extra bit, but also, can I get paid more for the same time that I'm actually there? Adding value in the workplace. If you're a business owner, as you said, uh, we've got to give value to the clients. That means that. They'll obviously pay us, but they'll tell 10 people about us. And if you do need to turn around and increase your fees because you haven't done something in three years, there'll be less resistance when you do increase your fees because they're not questioning the value. Correct. Yeah, absolutely. There's never a value conversation at all. The only value conversation is, you know what, I'm loving what we've just done with you. We've told Jimmy about you. Absolutely. Yeah. What's the third little tick that you've got now the third one is um and we speak about it all the time is is we've got to put away a portion of money and set our target on that but portioning it to our level of of current living now an example of that is if you're listening here still living at home the the general rule of saving 10 percent should be 80% or 90% because you're living at home. I was about to say 30%. <laughs> well, again, yeah, and I did an exercise with the, these year 12s, as I mentioned a few weeks ago, and, and they are saving 90, between 80 and 90% of what they're earning because their phone bill essentially is their only major expense. And a bit of going out to the movies and whatnot and a bit of entertainment. But I guess that's right, get the habits. If you are under 21 and you are still at school or living at home and working yep. part-time or at university – just work on the habit. So when you do get that first job and it might be a grad position that's 50, 60, 70 grand, you've already got the habits in place. Yes. Yeah. And and relating it back to your number one goal, we've said that your number one goal is buy an investment property or buy a property. We need 50 grand. We're 30 grand short or 40 grand short. Okay. If I don't go out for the next three months, is that going to kill me? No, but it means that I can save another four grand in that time. Yeah, as a result of that, we're fast-tracking our savings by two to three years because we haven't gone out for six weeks to the local nightclub or spent those uh, the dollars on Sweet. expensive shoes. So let's just recap the first three points. So the first one is we've got to earn dollars. Yep. Yeah, there's no avoiding that. Yep. Number two is we've got to add value in the workplace, whether it be as an employee uh, or a self-employed business owner. And the third one? And the third one is we've got to maximise our savings. So don't be happy with the 10%. Uh, if you're living at home, that's an 80 or a 90. And if it's uh, if we're not living at home, can we get it up to 20 or 30? So I guess if I could say if there was a point three b like, yes, focus on your savings. Yes, focus on your incomes. But cut any fat out yeah. of your life. Yeah. Like if you do have Netflix, Stan, Amazon Prime and Foxtel, yeah. like can you choose one? 
Like, because yeah. over time, and I'm about to do this because I was basically just talking about my subscriptions, John. <laughs> and I, I'm actually going to do this um, subscription September type theme. Yeah. So we can look at our subscriptions in September. So what is the fat that you can take out of your life? Because like my own body fat that I'm touching, yeah. it just slowly <laughs> gets put on there. I yeah. didn't wake up and just add this gut, no. right? So, <laughs> so don't only focus on the income. Don't only focus on the outgoing. Yeah. Try and focus on both. Do we need Foxtel, Netflix and Stan? Well, what if you cut out all of them, right? You, your life would still survive and it's an extra $100 a month, right? Maybe you, not. Be ruthless, yeah. right? What? We didn't have them 10 years yeah. ago. Why do you need them now? Yeah. Like you do need to make some sacrifices in this. And at the other end of the scale, that as you know, I work with a few AFL footballers and they're on six figures, right? So And real six figures. Yeah, deep six figures. Yeah. So the the fat in that potential savings is is greater, albeit that's fine, but the concept is still the same. Do we actually need all that, right? The fourth one is... Again, not rocket science, but invest wisely. So invest, yes, number one, great, tick that box, but wisely is the second key, right? Now, what does wisely mean? Well, wisely basically means spending the time and effort to research what your strategy or approach you're going to take for the property that you're going to buy, right? Now, the, when I think about what do most people do and what I've seen most people do, it's buying local at a price that their mortgage broker or their bank says that they can afford to buy it. Another thing as well, I always say have a strategy however small. And that could be, look, you've got a partner and you're both renting. Let's just have the chat. Hey, do you want to just keep renting here for five years? Let's buy an investment property. Then let's just keep building our career then in another couple of years, we'll swing back around and have a look at our next property. Yeah, correct. Rather than just going, we need a property, we need a property, we're buying one in the street next door yes. and we're going to live in that. We don't know if we'll be there for long, but it's just let's just step back and if you are single, how can you talk with someone else, whether it's a clarity call with you, John, yeah. or a trusted person in your life as a sounding board. Yeah. But even if you're a couple, it's good to have a third-party thing. So, Yeah, so understanding, well, First of all, is it going to be an investment property? What's this whole rent vesting thing about? Is it going to be a home that I live in? But either way, you've got to have a succinct strategy that works. So, for example, understanding the cash flow requirements of that property, um, the location, where's it going to be around the country? Uh, my my buying locally because uh, – and we did a previous episode on property cycles, right? Where is that location on the property cycle right now um, is it the wisest decision to go and buy there right now and i would say on the strategy thing like you might have woken up this morning and been encouraged like oh, i want to buy property and then you found this podcast the first part of your strategy might be i've got to get my cash flow in order i've got to lean up my life yeah i've got to get out of debt i've got to stop having the credit card and just buying things randomly I need to look in the mirror and say, you are the problem, yeah. not my income or outgoing, No, and own it. Own it, yeah, yeah. And, and, and again, back to step two, if you're adding value, uh, that income will only increase, but expenses shouldn't go up as a result of that either, should it? Yeah, that's right. So, again, this thing, and keep encouraged. And actually, John, 
what if someone ditched, so if they had two subscriptions, Netflix and Stan or whatever, yeah. ditched one and got a property investor magazine subscription instead and read that bastard just as encouragement, just yeah. as focus, listen to your ugly voice. You can't say ugly <laughs> head on the podcast, but listen and yeah. be encouraged. There's some actually some good information in those property magazines. I haven't bought one for a while, but a lot of the... I suppose hotspots and data is uh, is a little bit outdated, but essentially the good property stories early on, that gave me a lot of motivation because, oh, if that person can do it, I can maybe do something similar. Yeah, surround yourself with, um, with a whole heap of knowledge and research that's going to put you in a better position to, to make a decision. And I think a lot of people fall short through fear and actually don't make the step as well. So... Mm. I've been looking for 12 months, but I haven't really been looking. All I've been doing is looking locally because I've got this pre-approval in place um, without having some meat to the, the the strategy that they need to implant, implement. Now, the yield is a big one for me. And I think uh, like we're in a, an unprecedented waters where mortgage interest rates are at the lowest and have stayed low for quite some time. So... It just means that people are borrowing more because their holding costs are less, which is quite risky. So understand what yield you'll need. And we'll talk in other episodes about gross and net yields and how they differ. But knowing what yield or or rent you need for your lifestyle, but also for that property holding cost is critical. And that starts to form part of the strategy as well. Do I chase cash flow or do I chase uh, capital capital growth? growth? Yeah, Yeah. right. Now, I just, before coming on air, I just looked at something that popped up on my phone that says 9% gross yield. Now, 9% gross yield is you'll never find that in a capital city. And this wasn't in a capital city. But I know that the capital growth in that location will be next to none in the next 10 years. So if you are new to this money thing, it's the equivalent of if you have cash in the bank, you might be earning 2% gross yield mm-hmm. of your cash. Yep. And then you might pay a bit of tax and then that's the net amount on the interest. Um, when we talk in property, gross yield 9%, that would be like your cash sitting in, a, in an account earning 9% interest before any other expenses. The problem is the higher the return, the higher the risk. Now, there is a risk that that property might stay empty for a long time if it's commercial or the risk that my capital won't go up for a long time. So I think that's good, John. We might end it right there, but I just want everybody to be encouraged and getting your house in order, be it income, expenses, mini strategy, add value, and just get ready to launch. And and if you look at the, um, it's almost funny. I was just thinking of an analogy. When they launched the rocket ship, yeah, it's a big thing. Countdown goes up into space. Yeah. What five minutes? Whoop de do. Mm. So if you use that analogy, the launch is buying the property. That's the easy part. Yes, it's the years and years of getting ready yeah. for the launch. Yeah, it's the preparation behind the scenes that no one. Sees yeah, they didn't see all these the engineers at NASA staying back working 12-hour days yeah. for three years. Oh, the launch was easy. Yeah. No, but it took us 10 years, like or whatever. So yeah, absolutely. get your house in order. If you are young, if you are still living at home, you've got no excuse after listening to our podcast. If you're not buying some type of investment or property, 
even with your 25, I yep. think. No, absolutely. Where there's a will, there's a yeah, way. You can do it. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's with you. Hey, thanks for listening today. And thanks, John. We will see you guys soon. Thanks. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.